0: Welcome to the Two Tokens Podcast. During these episodes, we will invite guests onto our show and discuss everything token related. You can expect to hear about token business models, the underlying technology stack, token governance, but also more mainstream topics such as NFTs. Does this sound interesting to you? Then make sure you subscribe and keep listening. And now, on to the episode.
1: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. This is another Two Tokens podcast. And we are recording this time from Amsterdam where we had the uh, roundtable session yesterday with people from all over Europe. And the subject matter was uh, challenges and opportunities of tokenization in Europe. And this is the, uh, the 11th of May. We're recording this uh, after, the, uh, after the event. And in the studio today, we have Riddle Encode and Riddle Encode Energy Solutions, Sebastian Becker and Kai Seifert, who've been with the Energy uh, Token Working Group for the last year, and were uh, present for the first time since the end of COVID at a physical Two Tokens Roundtable event. Welcome here. And it's great to have you uh, here in the studio. Thank you. Uh,
2: Thank yeah, you. Hi Alex, pleasure to meet you. Yeah,
1: so uh, we will uh, post this a little later. You know, the uh, the uh, Kai uh, was uh, uh, also doing uh, something on the roundtable yesterday. You were at the energy token roundtable, exactly. I think. Exactly. You were at a uh, governance table, I think, right, with a lot of lawyers. That must have been fun.
0: It was a lot of fun, basically. So we, uh, I think it was not a very much commercially driven discussion but a regulatory uh, influence discussion and uh, we commented on the current regulatory trends in europe which are of course quite crucial right now
1: yeah what was your uh take on this because uh this was your first roundtable as well right we met in frankfurt at the crypto asset conference you told me all these crypto asset people i'm not a techie you know but uh with the uh, with your background, how did you look at the event yesterday with all these different types of people
2: there? Yes, an absolute essential event for me uh, because it's uh, about time to bring together, um, you know, practitioners from all over Europe. Um, obviously, we've been down with our heads in the projects over the last, you know, uh, when it comes to real and code energy, at least five years. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, it's about time to spread the word, you know, what what, you know, what is good and in terms of developing products in decent for decentralized energy markets, you know, where the issues at the moment uh, that everyone is facing in its uh, EU member state. I think it was, it was a very good session. Um, it was a very, very open discussion. Yeah, everybody was bringing the, the challenges uh, straightforward to the table. And I also think it was a very creative environment in terms of, you know, uh, finding concrete next steps how to tackle these issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah, th- We try to be hands on, and uh, that's why I enjoyed working with Riddle and Code in the last uh, 12 14 months. You are very uh, hands on in everything you do, you are one of the pioneers of tokenizing energy assets in Europe, I might add. Maybe, uh, Sebastian, uh, maybe you can give a little uh, pitch, a little uh, introduction to those of the people that don't know Riddle and Code w- who you are, what you stand for, what your vision is. Sure, sure, thank you. Um, we
0: call ourselves the blockchain interface company Uh, and I think that's a good tagline because compared to uh, most of the blockchain projects out there and blockchain companies we also do hardware solutions which is of course um, more complex, more difficult uh, to do Um, but it's essential especially if we talk about critical infrastructure it doesn't matter if it's energy or in the future self-driving cars and, and steering mobility uh, it's also true for the financial industry, for supply chains, wherever you know, either dangerous goods or um, big values are, are moved um, along physical and digital value chains. Um, so for us, working on hardware means that we um, provide uh, trusted sources for data, because we all know that in the blockchain space, once we store a set of data on the blockchain, it stays there forever. But unfortunately, this security, including the cryptography around blockchain, does not tell us a lot about the origin, uh, the accuracy and the trustworthiness of data. So if we want to start uh, transactions, value transactions, data transactions, if we want to trigger and automate industrial processes based on certain um, if-then relationships, then we have to be absolutely Um, secure uh, or sure that these data sets are coming from reliable sources be it a self-driving vehicle be it a smart meter in the energy sector because otherwise most of our desires to reduce carbon footprint for example to to zero or close to zero will will not have a solid basis so that's what we are working on and we are building the stack um, to enable all of this so we are more let's say a base layer company and we want our clients and partners to build um, useful industrial applications and processes on top of what we provide as building blocks
1: that sounds like uh, you know um, you know an ambitious plan but uh, i can imagine that you're doing this for all the sectors in in, in society uh, i know you're working uh, you know on energy and kai has an, a background from green energy uh, what other sectors uh, do you uh, do you focus on I mean,
0: yeah we, we developed um, fully audited and certified uh, backend solutions professional trading solutions for the finance sector so this includes digital asset management tokenization solutions and custody of digital assets um, so that's one sector uh, and it's not only about servicing the financial industry but also to provide the underlying key management and the digital asset management uh, capabilities to the industry because, you know, every bigger company um, that will use digital assets or tokens in the future will also require these technological capabilities. So that's not only a specific sector for us, but it's also another underlying capability for, for the other industries. And then the second focus is on the mobility sector i mentioned self-driving vehicles uh, but of course we all know that this includes railway and potential also aviation um, industries so our focus here is on um, the canvas data protocol and other data protocols and to make them into reliable data protocols and uh, to enable utilization of data on on data markets in the future to enable new business models and then our last sector basically is what we call materials so it's a It's a mix of IoT and supply chain oriented projects. So we both digitize uh, different types of certificates that are legally required. Uh, We also tag products and components along the supply chain. Um, And um, yeah, that requires, let's say different, also hardware form factors and and a different type of notarization backend um, that in the end, Uh, and that's true for all three sectors, is again coupled with the financial backends to automate uh, transactions. Uh, So settlement is is part of this equation and um, we are fully agnostic if it comes to this, so we don't rely on a specific, um, let's say, cryptocurrency, for example, because technologically speaking, it doesn't matter if you settle something with a cryptocurrency or in the future with a digital euro, it's basically a digital key uh, that needs to be protected along its and life cycle
1: so Kai, you know as the name implies riddle and code is a deep tech company right very techy. absolutely you know. uh, I was never explained the name by the way but uh, what I really liked about uh, you know being energy is that it was not deep tech it was a consumer solution right where you where, where society were seeing the fruits of tokenization and it didn't really matter what, what, what technology stack was underneath. Is that how it was also uh, positioned as a first test? I understand that in the summer of 21 you initiate a project uh, in, in Wien. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how was it received by, by, uh, by the Austrians?
2: Yes, um, certainly, yeah. I'm glad to do that. So first of all, I think we need to distinguish between um, you know, two, two perspectives. Uh, the one perspective is um, a thorough understanding where the industry is heading and uh, what 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 is required in terms of IT, of IT systems, and the other the other um, the other perspective is you know once you're convinced and and Energy is indeed convinced that DLTs play a essential role in the future uh, uh, infrastructure uh, uh, of energy data exchange, um, how to do the first step, right? And and here um, it was very important um, that we, um, you know, leverage the, the very, very good access to the customer from the Wienerge and uh, um, produce a product that is unders- can be understood by everyone in Vienna, right? Um, so to already today um, implement the infrastructure, do the first steps in infrastructure and technology implementation that can later on unleash a really, really large potential of additional applications. And that's how it came to, um, you know, the the description and uh, and the invention of the product and and the project in Vienna. So um, based on the energy tokenization tool set or platform called MyPower, which is um, basically enabling every user um, to tokenize an energy asset and then also um, receive the production and the, the value that is created by the asset in the form of a, of a second token, of a kilowatt hour token, of a utility token, um, to create a citizen power plant, a citizen-owned power plant, um, a further development from some existing very popular power plants in Vienna, um, which makes it much more easier for the, for, the, for the customer to handle this to 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 get them first first time ever a live view on the performance of this asset. You know, they can have a very nice pot, uh, very nice dashboard where they see what's happening in the current um, currently on the plant, and also telling them very transparently, um, you know how much kilowatt hours they owe uh, they, they they've earned so far. Uh, also, which enabled uh, uh, the, the, the platform enabled Wien Energy. To introduce a new dynamic um, reimbursement um, um, process, so the customer will receive, um, you know, a minimum uh, return on investment. But if the sun is shining more intense and uh, the the power plant is uh, producing more, they will receive the upside dynamically uh, in their wallet, yeah, which we don't call wallet for the for the customer. This in the same sense that we don't call this tokens or anything to do with blockchain. So that's just a hands-on, a very tangible and very popular uh, product.
1: Yeah, so can you give me some numbers? How many clients were offered this, uh, this solution? You, you basically, sure. a client had to be a Wien Energy client and they yes. were directed to a web portal. How, how does that yes. process work?
2: So, again, yes, absolutely. So we go step by step, right? Starting small in a, in a closer circle uh, and then opening the system up for, for other players at the beginning. Uh, obviously, um, it was focused on Wien clients and um, uh, Wien Energy tokenized uh, the largest uh, power plant uh, of Austria uh, with more than uh, 11.5 megawatt peak installed capacity and um, sold 5000 tokens that represent um, roughly one panel. So 300 watt peak for 250 euro each to more than 1000 customers. Huh. which are now uh, more more happy than ever because obviously um they were um you know investing into their future energy supply uh, they, because now they can um have a credit or can deduct this kilowatt hours from their electricity bill which is very valuable at the moment as you know the energy prices have been rising so heavily that makes
1: it easy because they were already customers the KYC had already been done you had the exactly. bank accounts and everything yes and instead of giving them money you give them a discount on the on their energy
2: bill correct at the same time obviously um, um you know the, the investments are used to build new power yes. plants so yeah. um, and this is highly needed especially in urban areas so project developers know that um that it's um not the easiest thing and, and not uh, you, know, uh, do, uh, you know to do you know to install pb panels uh, in the urban areas you know within within city boundaries um and um that's, therefore, it's very valuable for both sides, so for the consumers, but also for, for the for the project developers.
1: Wow. Huh. And what are the plans? So this was the first yes. test, right? Yes, yes, yes. And yes. It seems like it, it you know, it, it didn't fail, so it must have been a success. So you must have ha- have additional plans.
2: Absolutely. So obviously we go step by step and then always uh, decide uh, on you know, expanding our services and products mm-hmm. based on the customer feedback. So there was a very, very um, um, good feedback, um, very, very successful product. And, um, and also based on the requests that we, we receive from other players, um, we very much uh, want to um, expand this platform as a, as a standalone uh, investment platform, crowdfunding platform. Uh, for the Austrian market because it's not possible to do on the European level yet due to different legislations um, um, that we face. But at the end of the day, you know, um, um, Alex, I think it's important to see our vision behind that, right? So we just don't do that only to create uh, citizen power plants for the next 10 years. But um, obviously the vision of and Code Energy is based on this, you know, machine level layer zero technology that uh, and Code provides to us. Um, um yeah possibilities to um, develop the transaction infrastructure of the future decentralized energy markets, mm-hmm. right so uh, based on machine wallets uh, that enable um, in addition to the existing control and monitoring systems that are out there from the grid operators from the energy uh from the energy suppliers to build a, a transaction layer to you know to enable first time ever, um, you know, incentivization schemes, market-based, me- market-based mechanism for grid balancing uh, and so on and so forth. So um, obviously, um, with providing this, um, we, we want to unleash the, the full value potential uh, of millions of assets that are already out there and are not unleashing their full value potential at the moment yeah, because mm-hmm. they have uh, decentralized energy or distributed energy sources which clean energy is at, at the end of the day with the wind, you know, hydro and, and the PV, um, they are facing uh, severe hurdles, you know, to get into the market and, and, and reveal their full potential. Uh, you know, finding the right size of an asset for, the, for, for every investor is very, very tough. Sometimes, you know, if you're a small investor, assets are too, 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 too large. You know? If you're a, a large investor, Those assets are too small, you need to get a sizable uh, to get a sizable project, an investment project. At the same time, the transparency is lacking for most of these players, they are not energy natives. They don't know how this market is functioning. So um, does this asset indeed exist? Is this asset indeed uh, the the asset type uh, that is written on paper? And how does this asset perform? And is the value that it, uh, that it uh, provides distributed uh, fairly? Those are questions that the players, the new players, the prosumers are faced with today. And at the same time, very often it's hard to, um, you also to, to create a full uh, profit potential of this asset because um, um, you know, the financing costs are too high, uh, for especially for smaller assets. Um, and also it is hard for them to get access to the existing energy markets yeah, because uh, they're not made for the smaller assets. So everything, all of these challenges, uh, we want to tackle with the MyPower platform and the tool set of, uh, of real and, and energy.
1: And so MyPower, uh, that's that's uh, you know operational in Austria, right? And Correct. it's basically uh, democratizing shared assets, uh, right? Uh, uh, I, th- I think the, yeah. uh, the dream uh, would be to have a kilowatt hour token at some point, right, that I could use my Tesla and, uh, and just send uh, tokens uh, for energy. But there uh, is a lot of le- you know regulatory hurdles to pass. So that was also the approach for the uh, two tokens energy working group. Let's just do what is possible today. How do you see that? Is that something that is an ambition for my power as well? Or is it mainly focused on shared asset?
2: I would say that's uh, one of the main uh, targets of us uh, in the in the coming 12 to 24 months. Um, we already uh, closed actually the loop from the uh, investment and asset uh, asset tokenization side to the um, you know electricity offtake side because uh, our next feature is a peer to peer energy trading feature, which is fully uh, fully in line and fully um, compliant to uh, energy and financial market regulation in Austria. Uh, where we integrate into the smart meter infrastructure of the end consumers, so you don't have only the asset providing, you know, euro, but we can track the kilowatt hour itself, the product itself, through the system, and 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 basically.
1: So how do you do that? Do you, do you tag the kilowatt hours with energy tag uh, type technology? Or? Well,
2: as Sebastian said, everything starts with a machine identity. Yes. So we're very very happy um, to work, to, uh, you know, to have um, to build on the base of of I think. Um, a global leader in terms of, of machine identities. Um, Riddle and Code is uh, providing hardware based machine identity, and this identity signs every transaction. Uh, so you have this um, um, also hardened data, which will never be you know, openly revealed through the whole system, um, um, running into registers where you can obviously um, then trace every transaction. Uh, and then this can be used for, for all of the diff- different kinds of use cases. Yeah. Uh.
1: So you're an Austrian company. You know, uh, Germany used to be the leader in solar energy, Sebastian. You're, you're, you're German. You're in, in Munich, I think. How, how Kai is we? also German. Kai is also German. Oh, okay. But, okay. It's a secret, but yes. It's a secret, but <laughs> right. um, uh, so, um, yeah, legislation is different in every European country, right? So we all know that. So that's, uh, that's why we need to come together as, as Europeans and see that we, after the European energy law that was passed uh, last year and is being implemented, that we also come to some common language and common European standards, so that not only can we implement my power in Austria, uh, that we can also apply it in different countries. And I'm glad to say that we have a very European coalition here, right? Uh, We are here in the Netherlands, Uh, people from uh, Rome, Italy, Spain have uh, approached us and are part of the group. But how do you see uh, that a role for Two Tokens and particularly uh, what you are doing to come to a European understanding uh, a coalition of the willing? Do you have any... uh, What are your views on that, Sebastian?
0: Yeah, I think it's important to to zoom out a little bit. You know, Kai explained the solution as we have implemented it in in Austria. Uh, And as I said, we still have this regulatory patchwork across Europe. Uh, and additionally, it's not only that we have different energy regulations in different countries, but we also are connecting or bridging the gap between different industries. So mobility and energy will come together at a charging point. Um, energy and the financial markets need to come closer together. So you also have cross-sectoral regulation, which makes it more difficult to establish end-to-end hmm. uh, regulatory compliance systems. As a as i said base layer company we um, are focusing on providing the tools to allow our customers and partners to build regulatory compliance solutions and to roll them out regardless of the details of the local or regional regulation so that's one thing in ensuring this regulatory compliancy tools and audit trails and everything else is let's say important groundwork that also hopefully um, helps to underpin uh, you know to tokens activities and and other European activities uh, where we are part of. Uh, then secondly, we need to focus on the capabilities. Uh, so we were talking about uh, the, to- the tokens uh, and, and the, the, the voucher type utility tokens that we deployed in Austria. But basically we should look at them and as tools to incentivize um, desired behaviors. So desired by society or desired um, to reach certain um, goals in an industry, like you know, getting carbon neutral in 10, 15 years. Um, so, we, we need to use gamification and, and uh, game, game theory approaches um, to accelerate this transition. And, and, and that's also where I see uh, a big opportunity for um, a group of companies coming together under the umbrella of two tokens to discuss and establish uh, certain pieces of the puzzle that can be then deployed for the benefit of Europe not only to reach these goals but also to embed our democratic values into these systems because blockchain is a backend system uh, we have the smart contract layer basically blockchain is a a technology to automate things uh, but to also fix the governance how things are automated Uh, and that's why we focus on on machines signing data so that we can make sure this data is accurate that we don't run again into a diesel scandal situation where the data that should come from regulated players are faked. Uh, So that must be prevented, uh, especially if we not only automate the flow of data, but uh, connect data to settlements. It, It would not be acceptable for the European industries to be, let's say, regulated based on CO2 footprints which would mean, you know, hitting the bottom line if these data uh, could, be, could be faked or tweaked. Uh, and we have end-to-end value chains. We all see that right now in the chip crisis. It will be very important to understand where do things come from, what's the provenance of the associated metadata, including energy, CO2 footprints, uh, material composition of, of physical products. Uh, So that's where we all have a role. uh, And that's also what we need to educate um, decision makers, regulators, and others about. Because right now we see a tendency that regulating the new crypto and digital asset space is trying to follow the patterns of, let's say, the old regulation. But as I said, this technology is building bridges. It uh, incorporates in itself a lot of regulatory tools, let's put it that way, Uh, so we need to regulate differently and people still lack the understanding uh, of how this uh, technology can be used for the benefit of society. Uh, Just look at the European discussion right now, people um, pick up the media, um, let's say, uh, the, headlines the yeah. media coverage and the headlines about the the uh, big oh, ed- the bad news is interesting the, the energy consumption yeah, of, yeah. Of, of Bitcoin for example instead of looking at tokenization a- as a tool to to drive um, Europe to reach the goals that we need to set for ourselves
1: yeah the, the, the problem I see is that uh, we have a lot of educated people and a lot of people are familiar with uh, you know, the technologies that were built in the uh, f- second industrial revolution in the last 30 years. But uh, this next transition is a lot harder. This decentralized economy or Web3, or whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, it's very difficult for, for, for a lot of people to comprehend. And uh, so that's been the mission and the mandate for the the Two Tokens Foundation to to show how it works in real life. Not only inform them. Yeah, you know, it's easy to do a masterclass and to inform yourself, but to get inspired and to see how this might work for your own situation. That's a whole different ballgame. And so the and because this is such a cross sector uh, 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 beast, if you will, right? Where you have r- legal regulatory people, all the lawyers. We have the finance and the fintech people and the particular industry not alone does the technology underneath uh, it's, it's, it, that makes it a very uh, interesting cocktail and so you know, you know and Code being uh, the pioneer in this uh, and a European uh, player per, you know uh, it, 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 I like what you do in terms of having this core technology but at the same time showing the value of a consumer application with my power at Wien Energy. You know, can we expect more of that? And how can we help at two tokens to to launch some of these? Uh, because we I, I'm convinced and we see that with our roundtable discussions and the many people that work within two tokens. If we show end use of value, if we show why your mother should be using this, uh, it, it becomes, uh, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy, because if people understand the value and understand how it works, it will help adoption. Yeah, sure, there there will be more of that, no doubt. And,
0: you know, often there's the criticism that apart from cryptocurrency or NFT speculation, the uh, blockchain industry wouldn't have produced productive use cases. Uh, But we have to say that many big players are working uh, for years uh, on their blockchain strategy and on blockchain adoption. You don't read a lot of this in the press because it's under NDA. Um, because big corporates need to wait until the regulatory landscape is fixed basically only then they can deploy. Uh, so if we take the Austrian example, we, we had to design the tokens in a way that they are uh, can be categorized as a voucher system because that's also already existing from a legal standpoint, uh, so if you, if you hit that category um, then, then you can deploy something. But for these end-to-end settlements uh, across industrial supply chains, for example, you need a clear regulation like the MICA regime uh, being finalized. Uh, in our case, it, it was really quite quite helpful uh, because you know we are a horizontal provider of technology and we need the, the vertical and domain know-how of partners and, and clients such as Wien Energy. And I think the, the journey together with Wien Energy has been quite or can be taken as a potential role model. We started with the first smallish POC in 2017. Then we uh, continued with a Austrian state funded uh, project for, for peer-to-peer energy communities. And, and then we decided on a three years roadmap that ended up uh, setting up a 50-50 joint venture, which uh, Ritalin Code Energy Solutions is run by both companies and looking at international internationalization of, of the platform. Um, and I think also two tokens has the big potential to to form these kinds of partnerships, either bilaterally between members or uh, within the group. Uh, so that early adopters of the technology, and it's clear that the banking sector is most advanced, energy sector m- most likely uh, second, supply chain uh, third, and, and then the rest, uh, automotive, will
1: need a bit of time. It kind of depends what country in Europe you're in. Right? Absolutely. I think Germany yeah. automotive might be first. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, well, but, you know, we have to, again, uh, zoom out a little bit, uh, what is um, what is the European value proposition? We are very strong if it comes to machinery and complex products. Um, we don't have the, let's say, the level of wages to, to become a service economy, except maybe for, you know, occasional market positioning as UK and Switzerland for financial markets. But we have to do something for the European industry and and we need to make it more resilient. We need to reach the, the carbon um, footprint reduction goals. So we have to provide the tools uh, to protect, um, not only protect the current industri- industrial value pro- production, but to ensure that tomorrow's value creation uh, will be more compliant with the needs of Nature of our societies, etc., and that's where blockchain can play a perfect role.
1: Yeah, you're also the president of another initiative. Can you uh, give us a few words on that and why Two Tokens is uh, working with them? Um,
0: yeah, there are a couple of initiatives. So um, I'm I'm the president of the Interplanetary Database Association, a Berlin-based. Um, association that is focusing on the research of uh, governance structures in blockchains. We are also governing uh, the code base of, a, let's say blockchain slash database metadata, metadata-oriented stack, because that's also a capability that is, is, will be highly needed uh, for industrial um, projects. So that's also a non-for-profit association where different users of, of this technology uh, come together, uh, work on projects, uh, and assess the governance opportunities. Uh, of course, you know when the f- first regulation is now kicking in or, or has been finalized, uh, then I think the, the discussion around governance will accelerate because in the end it's the, it's the essence of it. So we need to see a smart contract reg- regulation in different industries um, and and not worry any longer about the underlying technological building blocks so regulating wallets I'm not sure if this is the best use of uh, let's say our time to worry about the containers we need to talk about what is done with them uh, and that's the uh, I, I think that should be the foc- focal point of regulation and also as a board member of uh, inatBA the European Uh, association for for, let's say useful blockchain applications Uh, we are also trying to educate the public uh, and we see that there's still a lack of understanding on the level of decision makers uh, in in European and national parliaments so educating politicians we all know they they have a lot to do and don't have enough time they don't have a Uh, diploma to understand all the little uh, bits and pieces of of blockchain technology and other technologies, but we need to provide them with um, the the backgrounds and and the the picture to the left and to the right so that they can make informed decisions. Um, And right now, because regulation is underway in in many different areas, uh, not only in the financial sector, uh, it is high time to accelerate that discussion and to Um, not leave it to the big players again to influence this field so you know blockchain industry consists of big players specialized small vendors um, and of course the the public bodies as well
1: yeah well thank you uh, gentlemen you know it's been uh, an honor having you here I hope you uh, you enjoyed uh, the roundtable yesterday Um, The you know the, the key takeaways yesterday And actually, we talk about legal regulatory a lot. Uh, One of the tables uh, had a key takeaway, and it is they said, ignore the law. (laughs) That was quite refreshing to hear that. But uh, if you want innovation, you need to sometimes just do it. And uh, and, uh, don't ask for permission, but uh, say sorry afterwards. I'm not sure if I fully agree with that. But for some innovations uh, and proof of concepts, you do need to move forward.
0: I think it was more a mental construct yesterday to, to um, you know, bring a fresh point to this discussion. So it was not the opinion of, of the table. No. <laughs> um, but we all said, you know, um, either we come up with regulation and laws that everybody can comply to. Otherwise, we risk that players from Asia, the Americas, just ignore the European discussion, um, grow until they reach the size of Facebook. And and then they of course have enough funds to, to heavily influence the regulation. So we, we should have a, uh, a bottom-up discussion and an approach that understands the needs of the different industries because blockchain, you know, is not asking for an exemption. Uh, it's not even, you know, a, a technology that comes w- with a clear set of applications. It's really a base layer technology and we need to make blockchain in the backend uh, use AI and other technologies that are much closer to the application level. Uh, and, and this end-to-end understanding certainly is not where it needs to be.
1: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And from where you're sitting, being you know a baseline technology company, it's clear to talk that way. But at the same time, I also have to be a little bit uh, um, uh, strict, right? Because it's because of us techies, mm. that many people in society kind of lost what we're doing. And so unli- unless we change the narrative and start talking f- in terms of end-user value and what problems we solve, you know, um, y- people are not going to uh, comprehend and appreciate what it is that we do. And yes, whether you use blockchain or machine learning or deep tech or whatever, in the end, they are just uh, technologies to make uh, things work, we need to always ask ourselves the bigger question, you know, how is this going to add value to society as a whole? And and what problem do we solve? Because if we keep this the domain of the techies and the early adopters, we will never get to full fledged mass adoption.
2: Yes, Uh, maybe. Um, also summarizing that and taking the middle ground on this discussion from my side, um, um, I just want to say that um, this complicatedness that we just uh, you know um, you know um, talked about um, it's not it's not a necessary is not a necessary um, way to look at it. Um, I like the way of uh, how um, the technology revolution in the energy generation uh, segment. Namely, with the invention, you know, of um, very efficient wind power plants, large wind power plants, photovoltaics, and so on and so forth, Um, new new battery systems Um, is basically bringing in new players to the game, right? New owners of energy generation assets, new energy entrepreneurs, and these guys, by nature, are distributed, right? And for them, they understand much much better. Uh, what the value of a distributed ledger is. Yeah. It's answering for them, they don't even have to ask the question, where will the data be stored? You know, who is responsible for governing this? Because they are in charge. And we just want to give them the opportunities and the tools to be in charge and to make it as easy as possible. And I think when we stick to describing these use cases from distributed energy to distributed ledger, it becomes quite um uh yeah, better to understand. Um, the necessities of our technology and how you can apply them to the biggest advantage.
1: I full-heartedly agree, uh, because in, we are in, uh, in, in roaring times, if you will, right? I think there's still a war going on in the East. You know, we have an energy crisis, we have a climate crisis, we may have huge inflation ahead of us, so there's a lot of things that, that need fixing. And if we can only solve you know, a, a small percentage of that with the solutions that we built, I think that would be success, that could be defined as success. And I think that is what we all have to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, sure, but I think we, we see it already. Uh, and I think we both agree, not only because we collaborate in two tokens, that educating the decision makers uh, is the top priority because they make decisions that will affect uh, the, the the innovation power of, of our industries. And then Kai gave the great example of the B2C offering in Vienna. You know, it's not a trial, it's a commercial rollout. And uh, what is sold there is invest in Sun packages. That's kind of the claim. Yeah? So people invest 250 euros or a multiplicator of that into a Sun package. And, and uh, of course, they immediately get... Um, what kind of an opportunity this is they don't own a garden or they don't own a house they don't have a roof so they could not install a photovoltaic plant but they can invest in it now Um, and once the regulatory landscape is clear and once managers and decision makers and regulators are aligned on these goals then uh, it will be easy uh, just as we did in in austria to come up with a an easy-to-understand um, consumer packaging and, and, and bundling. Uh, but we need the tools, uh, and we need to pay attention that the regulators don't regulate them
2: away before they can unfold
0: their
1: influence. I think their influence. we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff in the next year. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely.
2: Good things in the making.
1: Good things in the making. And by all means, let's you know have our European voice heard, and uh, let's, uh, let's do it. Thank you for being here. Uh, this was the two tokens podcast you know we you know you can listen to us in in your favorite podcast app every two weeks we post a new session and uh, look forward to uh, some of our new activities and new reports to be published especially the one that we're doing in the energy token group and look forward to uh, posting the next one soon thank you thank you
2: alex bye-bye
0: That was it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening in and please subscribe so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. If
1: you want to get in touch with us, you can find our contact details at www.twotokens.org.